Charlotte. It's Shelby. It's Riley. And And it's it's time time to smut up and listen. Just a reminder for today's episode and all future episodes, our opinions are subjective. We don't advocate for kink shaming or author shaming. This is all in good smutty fun. Enjoy. Today's episode trigger warnings are revenge porn, online harassment, and slut shaming. So today's book is Three Swedish Mountain Men by Lily Gold. And what did you give it on Goodreads, Shelby? I gave it a four because I thought it was good and it was really spicy, but it wasn't like my new five scale that I'm trying out. Like it wasn't a five star for me but it was good this is a reread for me i read this like earlier this year i think um i gave it a three i liked it but it was just so unrealistic i guess <laughs> like this would literally never happen ever and it, it's a reverse harem right yeah yeah and i just think um like contemporary reverse harems are like unrealistic so i never really give yeah. them good readings not that i don't like it because i definitely did like it it was just this would literally never happen in a million years no <laughs> <laughs> absolutely so, not is it real spicy yeah yeah it is very spicy you will be reading some shit oh, oh yeah i can't wait <laughs> <laughs> my quote for you riley is my dick feels about ready to burst like a champagne bottle that's been shaken up for half an hour the pressure is damn near painful are you okay <laughs> sir <laughs> and mine is i trail my fingers down her shining labia carefully spreading Ugh. them drinking the sight of her in no shining yeah. labia yeah <laughs> jail <laughs> straight jail, to jail straight to jail <laughs> Okay, so I'm going to start off and we're going to begin in our female main character Daisy's point of view. And she's driving to her Airbnb on a windy Swedish mountain road in the middle of a blizzard that just came out of nowhere when her shitty car almost hits a moose and then she swerves and hits a tree. Her neck is sore, but all of her injuries seem minor. So she sits in the car to collect herself and she thinks to herself that this has been the worst week of her life. A week ago, her ex-boyfriend circulated some email around that got her fired from her high school teaching job and someone had even spray painted whore onto her front door so she decided to come to Sweden after reporters started harassing her so whatever happened with this email was like this huge deal that got her a bunch of negative attention so she was like I gotta fucking leave do we ever find out what was in that email we do yeah okay she hears a car pull up and two men get out to help her one of them looks like a blonde Nordic god and in her head she needs him Thor and the second is a redhead guy that's just as hot as the blonde guy. The blonde guy realizes that she's a tourist and seems disgusted by her and tells her that she drives like an idiot. The redhead tells him to get out of the way because if she dies she might as well die looking at his pretty face. Okay. He asks if she's all right and she says her neck hurts and we learn that the blonde guy's name is Cole and the redhead guy's name is Eli and Eli tells her an ambulance isn't going to make it up the mountain because of the storm and she goes in her trunk to check on her paint supplies because her plan was to make money by painting commissions while she's out of work but everything is broken there's like paint everywhere it's just all her canvases are broken stupid american girl is she even american no she's british oh which you don't learn for like a good couple chapters so i thought she was american the whole time how would she drive to sweden (laughs) 
she's took her she took a ferry across the ocean ferry (laughs) (laughs) just across the fucking ocean so she's stranded in a foreign country with no way of making money so she's fucked what a predicament how will she get out of it oh no (laughs) we switched to cole's pov and he hates tourists he's looking at the damage to her car and it's bad the back end is crumpled and it doesn't start and he starts to reprimand her for her shitty driving abilities when she slips on the ice and then he just automatically reaches out and catches her like in the rom-com movies where she's like ah and he just grabs her i got you daisy tells him that she's dizzy so he checks her head for any injuries and when he like brushes her hair off her face he's like oh my god she's beautiful (laughs) (laughs) they realize that they won't have time to bring her to her hotel in town and then be able to make it back up the mountain to their cabin before the snow gets too bad so cole tells her that she's going to have to go with them to the cabin she doesn't want to because she doesn't know them but she doesn't really have a choice or else she would just have to like stay in her car in the middle of a blizzard yeah so they tow her car behind their truck and head back to the cabin we switch back to daisy's pov and she's in the truck with cole and eli on the way to their cabin wondering if she's about to get murdered the adrenaline from the car crash is wearing off and she's starting to feel really shitty eli promises she's safe when she notices a gun and an axe in the back seat he's like no it's fine i would 100 percent be convinced that that was my last living night on earth yeah yeah same but like what she there was nothing else she could have done right either way i Freeze feel like to it's death. like you die yeah she said something about like she'd rather get murdered quickly with an axe than freeze to death so true very yeah. true fair after over an hour they pull up to a cabin that looks like something out of a christmas card her neck is hurting really badly and she can't make the walk from the truck to the door so cole carries her and then cole goes to put her car into the barn while eli shows her inside and introduces her to someone named Riven. He doesn't have a Swedish accent and he's a beautiful black man with glasses. Riven wants to know what the hell is going on and where they plan on having her sleep when Cole comes back inside and then she gets uncomfortable and says she's just gonna go but then she falls. (laughs) Clumsy bitch. And all three of them grab her. All three of them? Yeah. That would never happen. This whole book would never happen. Just men in real life would be like fall bitch. (laughs) Riven tells her that he needs to examine her and so the men put her on the dining room table and then he says hold still this may hurt then we switch to Riven's POV and we learn that he's a doctor and he tells her she has a sprained neck but no concussion so he gives her some muscle relaxers as he's examining her he notices how beautiful she is and how banging her body is Uh. Riven tells Daisy that there's a mechanic in the nearest village that can look at her car and tells her that he needs her license and she refuses to give it to him when she moves he notices that she grabs her ribs in pain and he tells her to take off her shirt and she freaks out and says no fucking way which like understandable if a strange man was like take off your shirt i'd be like no thank you he says he's going to look at her car and tells eli to make her some food and to try and get some information out of her about who she is because at this point they have no idea and she's being super weird like won't give them any sort of like identification she's sketchy now we switch to daisy's pov and eli's making her something to eat and she checks her phone but there's no service because of the storm and she thinks about how this is what she wanted to go off the grid She's just trying to escape it all. Yeah. A few days ago, after I got fired, I tried to hide from the reporters by going to my parents' house. They tossed me back out into the pavement, as did every friend I tried to visit. Even worse, every single person I passed on the street recognized me. Brighton is a small city, and apparently everybody had already read about me in the 
local news. As I trailed, crying back to my flat, people started shouting at me across the road, catcalling. Some even took photos. A gaggle of moms from the school I used to work at spotted me and practically chased me back to my flat, screaming about how they were going to sue me. (gasps) Once you figure out what is actually happening, I feel like all these people are fucking assholes. Yeah. They're huge dicks. Eli tells her that he's a ski instructor and Cole is in wildlife control. So I guess he was so mad at her because she almost hit a moose and he like protects the wildlife. How dare you? As he bends over to grab something, he tells her to make sure that she checks out his ass because it's really nice and he can tell that she wants to. Okay. (laughs) I figure since he's given me permission, I may as well enjoy the view. And it really is spectacular. His ass cheeks are toned and sculpted and his thighs, holy shit. I don't think I've ever seen a guy with such thick, hard thighs before. How can she tell he's in pants? I don't know. She knows he's a little thickums. I feel like you can tell when a guy's got a little thicky thighs. Yeah, his thighs, but how could you tell his ass is toned? He bent over. By the I don't curvature know. of his pants. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Me either. She wolfs the food down and starts feeling a little bit better, and she tells him that she's a teacher but won't elaborate. He tells her that he's also a trained masseuse since getting his license as an anniversary present for one of their exes. He starts to rub her shoulders, and she's like, I'm sorry, their exes? Yep. Okay, that's what I was... <laughs> Oh. And he's like, I didn't say that. That was just the accent. Because they all have Swedish accents, which is also pretty hilarious. What's a Swedish accent sound like? Like your little guy that you said last episode. <gasps> oh, it's that guy. Yoo-hoo, big summer blowout. Yeah, that's what they all sound like. Except for Riven. Riven's American. Uh, yeah. Okay, okay, okay. He speaks Swedish, but he is American. Gotcha. Dirty American. So the massage is amazing, and she can't speak any longer. He tells her to take her shirt off, and she freaks out and she's like no and then he's like i'm sorry (laughs) but she freaks out and asks for the bathroom which like understandable she's freaking out in the bathroom when eli brings her a cinnamon roll as an apology in the bathroom yeah he's like i made these cinnamon rolls i'm sorry for asking you to take your shirt off are you shitting i thought you might want a snack (laughs) (laughs) she accepts his apology and says she's sorry for snapping but it's a touchy subject for her and then he goes from playful to pissed in a second and asks if someone hurt her so it's the who hurt you trope yeah yeah she well, says no moving so quickly oh just you wait <laughs> yeah she says no and he asks for a hug and she says okay and then she just starts crying as he's holding her can i have a hug <laughs> he's one of those guys where's my hug <laughs> he's comforting her and she says she's sorry she doesn't know where that came from you're lost in a foreign country you were just in a car crash you're injured you barely missed freezing to death in a storm and now you're trapped in an unfamiliar place with no way to contact the outside world trust me most people would cry at any of those things he squeezes me you're just exhausted babe don't sweat it they're already on babe terms ew babe i hate that (laughs) he's giving her a head massage and she's getting really into it when suddenly cole bursts in and throws eli onto the ground Uh we switch to eli's pov daisy's screaming at cole to stop and eli says it's fine they do this all the time and then he sweeps cole's feet out from under him and daisy helps eli up and cole tells him that riven wants to see him in the barn without daisy so they just had like a full-blown little wrestle match yeah what the fuck just fucking weirdos there's three dudes living in a cabin so that's true they're bound to be weird in the barn cole yells at eli for hitting on her while she has a head injury and he says he wasn't but thinks to himself that he totally was because she is 
is hot, hot, hot. <laughs> Riven tells them that her car is dead and needs a professional mechanic, but he thinks she's running from something because she won't show them ID and she's clearly underprepared for travel. So she traveled to the Arctic Circle with like no winter clothes. A newly bought jacket. Like she just got it when she got she there. She doesn't have any Swedish money. Uh-uh. So. Oh, girl. It was girl. a last minute Unprepared. trip. Truly a predicament. It really is. He's suspicious that she's a teacher because it's the middle of the school year and they all decide to let her stay until the storm passes and then she needs to go to the hotel and figure it out for herself. When they get back to the cabin, Daisy's already asleep on the couch and Eli admires her as she sleeps. Creepy. That is fucking, I'm just picturing him standing over her. Yeah. Just watching, like, <sighs> just looking down. Oh, like paranormal activity. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> we switch to Daisy's POV. She has a steamy dream while she's asleep. Eli comes into the room and takes his shirt off for her. Like what you see, he smirks, coming to kneel between my legs. Heat slams through me as he tips up his mouth (laughs) and starts pressing kisses up my thighs. I want to taste you, sweetheart. He murmurs against my skin. Want to fucking bury myself in you, suck you, and kiss you until you fucking burst all over my face. (laughs) I want to suck you. I don't like that. (laughs) Don't like that. Burst. His mouth trails up and up, sending tingles shooting through me until his lips come to rest a few millimeters over my wet sex. (laughs) Heat pools in me and I give the tiniest tremble. He smiles against me and leans in, licking a hot, firm stripe between my folds. Ew! (laughs) (laughs) The door opens up again. Riven steps inside and comes to sit by me. For some reason, even though Eli's mouth is currently between my legs, it doesn't feel weird to have him so close let me just check that you're okay he says quietly bending to lift up my shirt i try to protest but before i can my shirt and bra have disappeared he stares at my naked tits his dark eyes hungry slowly he lifts a finger and traces it around my nipple lifting goosebumps on my skin i cry out as he gently pinches the hardening nub (laughs) tugging it away from my body between my legs eli slaps his hot tongue inside me he slaps it in ya huh Just like, <laughs> I'm going to, I whisper breathily, no. A heavy hand lands on my shoulder. Open your eyes, girl. I do and see. <laughs> I don't, the girl. Girl. Open your eyes, girl. Like you're talking to your dog. <laughs> Hi, girl. I do and see Cole standing over me in just his underwear. Oh, God, I breathe, still rocking my hips desperately over Eli's face. Him, too. My eyes widen as he pushes down his boxers. His cock is huge and hard, stiffening slowly as he runs a hand across it. My mouth waters when I see the smooth, delicate skin. I want him in my mouth. I want to taste. Please, I choke out. He reaches down and touches my bottom lip gently. I want you to take it all. My head tips back on a gasp, my mouth going slack as Cole pushes gently inside. I wrap my lips around the head of his dick, feeling him shudder deliciously as I start to lick up his warm, salty taste, groaning in pleasure. (sighs) So that's her dream. That's her dream. Yeah, that was a dream. So she comes in her dream, and I think she comes in real life, too. I think so. Yeah. She's just in her sleep like... (laughs) When you come in your dreams, you come for real. (laughs) Yeah. And she wakes up to Eli asking if she's okay because she was squirming around in her sleep. And she is hella soaked. Hella soaked. Hella soaked. <laughs> While Eli is making them pancakes, she takes a shower and she like sniffs all of their soap and is like trying to guess which <laughs> soap belongs to which man. 
I feel like that's fair. Yeah. There's nothing in the shower other than soap either. Was there not? No. She only ever mentioned soap. It's like a tenon one. <laughs> yeah. I mean, most men just use soap, right? She comes out and sits down as Eli finishes up and Riven comes out of his room and checks her neck. And she notices that he is like absolutely ripped. He tells her that the storm will stop soon and she can call her friends and family to let them know that she's safe. And she tells them that she doesn't have anybody to call. The storm clears out around noon and she decides to help them shovel some snow. And Eli gives her a jacket to wear, but she zips her hair into it and it's stuck. Like she is accident prone. She's a fucking mess. Suddenly Cole reaches out and gently gets the zipper down and twists her hair into the back of her jacket. And she notes how gentle he is about this, which is weird because he's very like gruff and grumpy with her. It's kind of sweet though. They go outside and she notices a shed on the edge of the property by the driveway and her and Eli shovel the driveway together and start having a snowball fight. They're having a ton of fun and he throws one at her that knocks her down and she pretends to be hurt and then he runs up to her and she grabs his leg and she pulls him down so she like swindles him and he lands on top of her and the sexual tension is like you could cut it with a knife. Oh, of oh yes. Yeah. Of course. She leans in to kiss him and when their lips touch, she shoves snow down the back of his shirt. <laughs> he sprinkles a small piece of snow on her lips and says, let me get that. And then he kisses her. <gasps> what? Yeah. They start making out and he notices her Tinkerbell tattoo behind her ear. And he says, hey, it's tingling. And she's like, what's tingling your dick? <laughs> <laughs> but I guess Tinkerbell is called tingling in Sweden. So he's like, no, nah, it's Tinkerbell. He's like, no, you fucking idiot. <laughs> <laughs> he notices that she's cold and brings her inside for hot chocolate. And Riven's already inside and tells her he charged her phone and someone named Sam keeps calling. And we learn that Sam is her ex, the one that sent the email that ruined her life. Fuck you, Sam. She tells them that he won't leave her alone. And the rest of her notifications are from people antagonizing her. And then she has three requests for commissions. She tells them that she came to Sweden to paint the Northern Lights and Riven asks if he can see her artist website, but she says, no, it's under construction. And then he's like, how did you get commissions if you don't have a website? But then Eli comes in with hot chocolate so they can't continue the conversation. And Eli tells her that they set up a room for her and shows it to her. And as soon as they get into the small room, he spins her around, pins her against the wall and starts to kiss her. It escalated real fast. Yeah, he wastes no time. So quickly. We switch to Cole's POV and he finds Daisy extremely annoying and loud. He hears her laughing from her room and goes to tell her to shut up, but sees her and Eli playing a card game and realizes that he feels jealous and doesn't know why. He sees Eli pull her hair and start kissing her neck and his dick twitches. He's like, I want that. (laughs) (laughs) He thinks about how it's been so long since he watched Eli with a woman, but apparently he's still into it. He tells Daisy to shut up because her voice is giving him a headache and he notices that she's wearing tiny little PJs and tells her that she didn't pack like she knew where she was going and demands to know what she's hiding. And then Eli gets aggressive, which is unlike him, and shuts everything down. Cole is pissed because they've been hurt before by lying women and Eli was hurt the worst out of all of them. So Cole gives up and walks out. He walks to the kitchen where Riven is and tells him that he does not trust Daisy. Riven tells him that they should be able to get her car to a mechanic the next day or so and then she'll only be with them for a few days after that. Then we switch to Daisy's POV 
movie and they go to a small village where the mechanic is, but the road to the actual town isn't open yet. So the mechanic is in a small village and then her hotel was like in the bigger town further down the mountain. Okay. They also shop for a month's worth of supplies just in case they get snowed in and the guys go to separate stores and Daisy stays at the mechanic to take care of the car. The mechanic tells her it'll take over two weeks and be really expensive to fix. And then she gets a text from Sam asking for another chance and then she just deletes it and ignores her phone. Also, like, why would she give you a second chance? No, you literally ruined her life. Yeah, get fucked. She leaves to go explore the town when a drunk man starts yelling at her and grabs her and she can't understand what he's saying because he's speaking Swedish. And then he, like, fully tries to sexually assault her. Like, he, like, grabs her and is like, take off your jacket. Ew. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. We switch to Riven's POV and he's leaving a patient's house in the village and runs into Eli. And Eli starts trying to convince him to give Daisy a chance for a casual fling, but he says no and Eli... Eli leaves to go do something else. His phone rings and it's his mom asking if he's coming to visit her and he says no. And then we learn that they have a really tense relationship. Okay. She sighs, look, darling, I know you're still angry and your father and I have apologized about the little issue we caused with Johanna, but it's been years. Isn't it time you finally forgave us? My heart freezes in my chest. It wasn't a little issue, I hiss. She destroyed the lives of everybody I care about and you both helped her do it. Well, the situation was difficult. It was your fault for involving her in that threesome thing you guys do. was bound to end in tears ribbon honestly we were just doing what we thought was best for you okay yeah he hangs up on her when he hears someone yelling whore and sees that it's a drunk man yelling at daisy and the old man is like shouting nasty shit at her he says i thought of you when i came last night you're just a little slut aren't you here he paused at her pocket give me your phone i'll give you my address you can come over later yeah don't worry my wife won't mind Ew, what the fuck? Uh-huh. Yeah, it's disgusting. Does he know, like, her from the news and... Yeah, he recognized her from... Oh, uh, okay. It escalates when she tells him no and he calls her a little bitch. Riven runs over and tells him not to fucking touch her. And then the old man is like, she likes it in the ass. She likes to take it hard up the ass. Do you take her up the ass? What? She's what? so lucky she can't speak Swedish yeah, or she, understand she it. She doesn't have any idea what he's saying, just that he's being, like, really aggressive. Ew, what the fuck? Yeah. He finally leaves them alone and Riven asks her if she's all right and she asks what the man was saying to her and he like kind of tells her a little bit, not so graphically, but the color drains from her face and then he asks her to go to lunch with him. We switch to Daisy's POV and Riven takes her to a restaurant where she gets to try reindeer and she loves it. It's delicious. She's admiring his ridiculous good looks as he glares at his phone and he tells her that his mom is trying to offer him money to visit her in America. And then we learn that his dad is some famous defense lawyer. And he's like a crooked lawyer too. Riven leaves to take another phone call from his mom and the waitress comes up and tells Daisy that she's beautiful and she hopes that Riven brings her back again. And then Daisy goes out to find him talking angrily on the phone and she holds him to comfort him. And then he leans down and kisses her and they start making out. Whoa. Yeah. Yeah. He just hated her like an hour ago, but now they're making out. Yeah, it's happening so fast. Cole and Eli walk up and she pulls away and they get in the truck and head back to the cabin. Over drinks after dinner, she tells them about the price of the mechanic and Eli tells her that she'll just have to stay with them for the time being until she finishes some commissions. Cole asks why she really came to Sweden and she confesses to get away from everything, but she won't elaborate beyond that. He says she can stay until her car is fixed and that's it and then she needs to leave. Eli, Riven, and Daisy hang out and drink until she She falls asleep between the two of them on the couch and she wakes up to Riven kissing her throat and Eli playing with her bra strap. Uh 
<laughs> she quickly confesses to kissing both of them and Eli tells her that they both already know. And then he also tells her that it's been a while since they've done this. And then Riven looks at Eli and says that he's missed it. <gasps> oh. She asks what's going on and Riven tells her they used to share women, all three of them. So Riven, Eli, and Cole, they would all share okay. one woman. Eli says that they all find it hot, but they'll stop if she's not interested. And she stops to think and eventually says she'll give it a try. And then she rips off her shirt. Yeah, she's like, uh, ooh, I don't know. Okay, yeah, let's go. She's like, oh, you wanted my shirt off? <laughs> <laughs> she's like in a whole ass other country. Uh-huh. And she's like, I trust these men. With my life. <laughs> I want to fuck them. I, I will fuck them. Yes. <laughs> I squirm. My breasts suddenly feel uncomfortably full and heavy. I want them in his hands. I clear my throat. It's a very odd feeling to be half naked in front of two fully dressed men while they chat about your body. How do we do this then? Do you just spit roast me like a pig on a stick? <laughs> <What>? <laughs> Okay. She's forward. She is very forward. <laughs> Riven says that they can if she wants, but they'll take it slow and then orders <laughs> her to kiss Eli. She does and then Riven touches himself through his jeans and she leans over and kisses him as well. Eli takes off his pants and Riven pulls her onto his lap and they start making out. Eli takes off her bra and starts touching her boobies. <gasps> she asks if they should invite Cole, but Riven says he probably won't want to and he asks her if she wants him inside of her and she nods. Eli drops to his knees in front of me, kissing up the inside of my leg. I close my eyes, loving the feel of his hot lips on my skin. You might want me to loosen you up a bit first, he says, before you know the spit roasting. Riv's pretty big. <laughs> Eli, Riv sounds exasperated. What, am I supposed to pretend not to notice? I don't go temporarily blind every time you take your clothes off. What a compliment. Oh my god. Honestly. Eli's mouth grazes her pussy and Riven asks if she's wet. Eli says, oh yes, but says they can get her wetter. He wants to see her dripping. It feels almost like feathers brushing my sensitive nerves and I squeeze my eyes shut, feeling more wetness pool between my folds. <laughs> Eli laps it up slowly, then smiles, licking his lips. Jesus, woman, you taste like heaven. He leans in again and his tongue finally roughs over my clit. Oh God, my whole body jerks. He pulls back a little, running the very tip of his tongue around my hood. I hate that word. <laughs> brushing it with almost a <laughs> enough pressure please please <laughs> hood i don't know there's just something about that you gotta lift up the hood yeah using that word <laughs> in terms of your vagina pop i don't like hood. it <laughs> i want to say that next time to andrew pop the hood <laughs> See, like, excuse me? me the fuck did you, you just, just say <laughs> right <laughs> so she starts rubbing against his face for more friction and looks down to see him stroking himself over his boxers and eli's huge too so they both got big old wieners it's just Big dicks all around. Big dick, uh -huh. big dick, all big around. dick. And on sexy Viking-like men. That want to share one woman. God, he mumbles, nibbling lightly on my sensitive nub. <laughs> <laughs> nub. I flinch against him and his hand grasps at my thigh. Oh my God, babe. You're, I fucking hate that. You're perfect. Perfect. He licks a stripe between my labia. Bloody perfect. Babe. Yeah, How are they on babe terms? <laughs> she tells him to take his boxers off. I watch as his erection bounces free. He's thick and swollen. The smooth head shines in the gold firelight. A drop of pre-cum glistening on the tip. My mouth aches at the thought of my lips around it. He drops a hand, palming himself roughly. Don't, I whispered. <laughs> Don't. 
don't don't you dare <laughs> don't i whisper wait for me his hand spasm but he lets it fall by his side it aches at the same time eli slips two fingers inside me i squirm as he works them in and out curling them to stretch me open as he licks my sensitive nub harder and faster lapping at me with his rough tongue oh my god does he have a tongue like a cat his rough tongue his little sandpaper tongue (laughs) she starts to come as riven holds her in place and all she can do is grind herself onto eli's face eli sucks her clit hard and she explodes beautiful yeah we switch to riven's pov eli tells riven that he thinks daisy is ready for him i trail my fingers down her shining labia carefully spreading them drinking the side of her in wetness drips and sticks to her legs she wants to rub her thighs together to get a bit of pressure to relieve the ache but i brace her legs (laughs) firmly letting my cock head nudge her clit very very lightly it twitches angrily (laughs) like let me in Her clit twitches. I think it's his dick. No, oh. it's her clit. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. One of them's angry though. It twitches <laughs> angrily, and she chokes, trying to buck against me. Get in me now, God, now, please, please, Riv. She tells him, please, it hurts. And I just have a question mark. Like, what is hurting you? Are you okay? <laughs> it aches. He he is a doctor. <laughs> Help me. And he slowly pushes inside of her. Am I hurting you? I ask quietly. No. Feels good. <laughs> She's like, no, feels good. <laughs> feels good. Nah. Nah, feels good. <laughs> no, feels good. She mumbles, shifting around full. She twists to look at Eli. You too, please. So polite, he teases. Where do you want me, babe? I can't with that. My mouth, she says hoarsely. He starts fucking her hard and fast as she sucks Eli's dick. I tighten my hands on her thighs and drive into her, feeling her walls clamp down hard on me, sucking me in. She feels like heaven, slippy and hot and greedy around my dick. <laughs> Slippy and hot. <laughs> Never heard that as an adjective before. And it's Swedish. I love it. I don't know. It might not be Swedish. I don't know. <laughs> Do we have any Swedish listeners? Let us know. <laughs> Through it all, she keeps licking at Eli. Judging by the noises coming out of his mouth, she's good. Maybe too good. Riven asks her if she often has multiple orgasms, and she says yes when she's alone, and he rolls his hips, getting her to come immediately. Pretty, Eli mutters, watching with hungry eyes as she tosses her head back. Pretty, pretty, pretty girl. Look how pretty she is. She's so pretty. Pretty, pretty. I nod in agreement, still coming. She grabs him by the neck and yanks him down to kiss her. The two of them kiss sloppily while I piston into her, screwing her right through the climax, slamming over and over again into her tightness. What a sentence. (laughs) 
honestly. <laughs> she tells him that she can't come again, and he tells her that she can. And you will. <laughs> Shit, I'm gonna come, Eli says. Baby, baby. He touches her shoulder. You want me to pull out, honey? <laughs> what is all this talk? She can't talk, but she makes a disapproving sound around his dick. Yeah, he pants, his hips stuttering. You want to take it, babe? She nods. He throws back his head and shouts as he comes. His hand fists in her hair, pulling, and I guess Daisy must like that because the slow wave of a third release finally hits her. His cum still filling her mouth. Her sex clenches around me like a vice, gripping me as her walls start to pulse, and it's suddenly all too much. I roar as I finally let go, my eyes slamming shut. Roar. <laughs> Is it still slippy and hot? I would slippy. assume so. Real slippy. <laughs> they all come together and Eli starts sucking her nipple and she comes again. Like, wow. Yeah, good for her. That must be like something she really likes. Yeah. They all lay together on the rug and she tells them she's never come that many times. Eli carries her to Riven's bed and they all cuddle. Sweet. What do you think, Eli mumbles? Did you feel like a pig on a stick? I snort. She shakes her head, snuggling closer into me. I feel happier than I have in a long, long time. And then we switch to Daisy's POV. She wakes up between two naked men and she is stoked. They're about to get freaky again when Riven's radio goes off and he has to get up. She's fooling around with Eli when she notices that it's snowing again and it's going to storm for the next day or so. We find out that Eli did a year in prison for a cocaine possession, but he says that he was framed. Riven's dad put him in jail. Because remember, he was the lawyer an hour later she goes to take a shower and two minutes in cole starts banging on the door for her to hurry up because he has to go to work they have a little angry back and forth and he eventually kicks her out of the bathroom she spends the rest of the day hanging with eli when she starts getting worried about cole being out in the storm because when he goes to work he has to like be in the woods because he's a wilderness guy okay then the power goes out so eli goes to check on the generator and she looks out the window to see cole struggling against the snow with something in his arms and she runs out the door to get him and brings a sled he has an injured shoulder and she pulls him back into the house when they get inside he calls her an idiot for going out into the storm and when she tries to examine him he tells her not to touch him he's bleeding and tries to go back out to put the car in the barn and she tells him no and he tells her to get out of his way she says no and he tries to go out anyway and then she shouts for ribbon we switch to Cole's POV and we learn that he got bitten by a husky and he needs stitches. Riven sews him up and goes back to the radio to talk to patients. Daisy gets up and tries to tend to him, but he tells her to stop. She already has a roll of paper towels and a bowl of water and he says he's just going to go shower, but she says, no, he can't get his stitches wet. He's getting uncomfortable with her tending to him and tries to tell her to stop and they get in an argument and he tells her that she's leaving as soon as the snow clears. She says the other guys like having her here and he tells her that's only because they want to fuck her and then she gets up and walks out and slams the door to her room and starts to cry we switch to daisy's pov and she's lying awake between riven and eli after they all fucked but she can't sleep she gets up at five to drink some tea and watch the snow and she thinks about how dangerous it was when cole was out in the blizzard and couldn't see she gets an idea and starts to map out a plan on some paper and she goes out to the shed for supplies as she's hammering some shit and connecting rope to other shit cole comes out and asks her what she's doing and she says she's making a safety line he straightens you shouldn't be out here i know right i sigh i should be sucking the other guys off luckily they're both pretty tired out so i've 
got a quick break from shagging their brains out. It's tough work being a walking, talking fleshlight. Okay. (laughs) He tries to take back what he said and tells her that she shouldn't have gone after him. And she tells him that she'll make her own decisions. And he watches her for a few minutes. I'm not good with people, he starts. I relent a bit. Oh, I don't know. I think you're better than you give yourself credit for. You have your charming moments. He raises an eyebrow. Really? No, they shouldn't let you out in public. (laughs) (laughs) He's just a grumpy guy. Grumpy. And then he gives her some canvases and he made them. Like he spent his time making her canvases in his little workshop. He doesn't even like her. Yeah. That's so nice. She just wants to pee. Oh, God. (laughs) She just wants to pee. (laughs) He takes back kicking her out and they bond a little bit and he tells her that he's never had a family. Riv and Eli are the closest that he has. She tells him she's connecting a safety line to the shack just in case. So she's just lining the whole property with this safety line just in case they all get stuck in a blizzard. Resourceful. A while later, Eli comes out and says the safety lines are a really good idea. They go back inside and he shows her that he converted the guest room into a painting studio for her and she's ready to paint. She feels inspired. Wow. Wow. So nice. What a guy. What a gentleman. We go to Eli's POV and he is so bored. It has been over a week since the last storm and he's already given private ski lessons the past couple days and everyone's too busy to hang out so he goes to Daisy's paint room and watches her for a while but he's like okay I need attention now so she stops what she's doing and gives him attention as she's kissing him she stops and then she randomly asks what prison was like which I was like (laughs) odd just in the middle of the conversation what was prison like She apologizes and says that he doesn't have to talk about it if he doesn't want to, but he says it's okay. He could talk about it, and he says it was what he's assuming better than other countries, but there was some violence, some drugs, but overall it was nice, I guess. He said that the hardest part was his parents cutting him off and then Riven and Cole being mad at him, so he was like completely alone, which is clearly he doesn't do well with since he needed attention. He noticed she's not saying anything, so when he looks down at her, she's just crying, and she says that she's sad for him since he loves people so she wraps her arms around his neck and kisses him and he pulls her to crush her in a hug i pull back suddenly feeling a lot brighter you're not wearing a bra her eyes twinkle and risk getting pain on it they're expensive you know i growl and spin her in my arms so her arse (laughs) is pressing up against my growing hard on she happily grinds back into me as i tug the neck of her shirt down letting her full heavy tits fall free i cup one in each hand squeezing softly God, she's so, so soft. I run my thumbs lightly over her hardening nipples, keeping my touch feather light and teasing. She moans, arching into me, trying to get some more pressure. <gasps> Arse. 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 They're European. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> it's Tuesday, isn't it? Isn't it? He asks what she wants. If she wants his fingers, his mouth, or his dick. And she says, why choose when you can have all three? Why not both? She takes her pants off and underwear and starts teasing herself by she does like this halfway fingering thing and then he tells her to be quiet since Riven is in the hallway on the phone with a patient. So you could just hear him in the hallway like full on talking to someone about their medical history and they're like about to bang it out. Uh -uh. And you just hear like, ah! 
in the background. Yeah. <laughs> she comes quietly as possible and they hear the door creak and they turn around to see Riven is watching and he asks if Riven wants to join but he says that he can't. He has to go to town and asks if they want to go and Eli is hella hard but he's okay with delayed gratification so they go with Riven. Okay. When Cole and Riven go to do their own things, Eli shows her the town and where they grew up so they he shows her like their school, the shops that they used to go to as kids. They pass by a lingerie shop and something catches his eye and it's a peach colored silk slip with tiny daisies all over it. Cute. Like her. Just like her. Tiny little daisy. He pulls her in and tells her that she needs it and it will be a present from him and she at first is like I don't want I don't want to do that but he gets her to try it on and buy it. When they leave Cole and Riven are walking up and Riven is wondering if she has enough clothes since she only bought one thing but she says it's okay it's for tonight with Eli and they all ask what each other wants to eat but Cole doesn't answer and they look up at him and see that he is staring at their ex-girlfriend Johanna a couple feet away studying a display window of another shop so like she's the last person that they expected to see Johanna she sucks that bitch (laughs) she immediately spots them and comes over to say hi and already she's judging them when she sees Daisy and she says wow you're still doing this thing but she's speaking Swedish so Daisy has no idea what she's talking about and when Johanna tries to talk to Daisy Daisy's like I can't understand you so she says do you ship foreigners overseas for your games now and I was like that's kind of rude she's rude rude girl Riven wants to know what she's even doing here and she says that she's on a visit home and a little kid with white blonde hair comes running up to them and Cole looks like he got punched in the gut and he staggers back and walks away. Johanna tells the little boy that these are her friends and they knew him as a baby but then she looks at Eli and says I guess you've never met him before did you? I think you're still in jail. So she like just immediately roasts Eli. Rude. Eli walks away and he goes straight to the ski slopes and asks his co-worker for rental equipment. His co-worker is like uh, that doesn't sound like a good idea but they give him the equipment anyway so he's gone the rest of the day. When Riven, Daisy, and Cole finally leave town, she asks them to drop her off at the ski slope and she's like, I wonder what the fuck is happening. But she doesn't want to ask them. She wants to ask Eli because she knows that he's like better at opening up about that stuff. Mm -hmm. So when she gets there, she asks where he is and a couple people point to the mountain and is like, he's up there. And apparently he's a freaking nut job on the mountain and he's like doing a backflip and shit off of these ski jumps. (laughs) Angrily skiing. Angrily flipping. <laughs> Such a weird coping mechanism. It really no. is. I'm so pissed. I have to go ski. <laughs> Gotta go do some flips. <laughs> she goes inside to wait for him. And when she pulls her phone out to check her commission's email, there's three new messages from Sam. She really doesn't know why he won't leave her alone, especially since he ruined her entire life. She looks up to see Eli standing there. So she gives him a big hug and a kiss. And he like kind of freezes up for a second, but then relaxes. She asks him if he's okay and why he came there instead of going home. And he tells her that that was their ex, Johanna. She asks if they loved her and he says that they all did a lot and that they were all pretty serious and it lasted two years. Well, his relationship with her was only two years, the others longer since he went to prison. And she doesn't understand how Johanna didn't want to be with them anymore, but she's like, her lost my win. (laughs) 
She's like, I don't care. <laughs> One man's trash is another man's treasure. Exactly. True. They get back to the cabin and see that Riven is obsessing over a pile of paperwork and Cole is also outside and apparently he's like hacking a tree into pieces with an axe to get some aggression out. Man, he's so angry. Daisy immediately goes to Riven and pulls him into a tight hug and Eli tells him that he told her they would explain everything that happened with Johanna and Riven's like, I don't want to do that. But eventually he's like, okay, fine. He tells her that they met her seven or eight years ago when they went down to the larger town in the village. They all got serious pretty fast and went and saw Riven's family for Christmas. But after two years, she got bored of Eli and dumped him. But since they all lived in the same house, it was really awkward. Yeah, that's hella awkward. But then he got arrested one night. Right after Eli's trial, Johanna told Riven that she wanted to be exclusive with him only and wanted to dump Cole and get married to Riven. And since Riven loved her, he agreed and proposed and they moved out to start planning their own <gasps> wedding. The tea. It's gets worse. After a couple months of them being on their own, she found out she was pregnant and she said that Cole was the father. <gasps> Scandal. Scandalous. Riven wasn't excited about it, but it was a risk that they all took anyways. And since they weren't exclusive till after the engagement, she didn't technically cheat on him. She had the baby and Johanna and Cole worked out an arrangement where Cole got to see the baby on the weekends. And he was so excited that he apparently renovated a whole entire room into a nursery for the baby and bought a bunch of stuff. But when he was on baby duty one weekend, a man arrived on the doorstep and told Cole he was the father. And Cole almost beat the guy up, but Johanna came back to pick up the baby and he told her what happened and demanded a DNA test. And it turns out Cole was not the father. So she was cheating on all three of them. <gasps> How is three men not enough for you? Honestly. Well, she dumped Eli, so she's down to two. So she had to get back up to three. Oh, okay. She's got to meet yeah. her quota. Yeah. <laughs> it turned Cole's life upside down and he left town like he was not in a good position after that. And Riven couldn't believe that she was cheating on him. So he started searching through her stuff and found evidence of it. And he also found evidence of Coke. So she was selling at parties and stuff like that. So she's the one who set Eli up. Eli never had the Coke. Oh my gosh. And Johanna let him take the fall. She's a terrible lady. Yeah, it gets worse though because she made a deal with Riven's parents that if she got him to propose to only her and get rid of the other two, then they would help like put Eli in jail or whatever, like take the fall for the Coke possession. <gasps> so Riven's lawyer dad is also the one who put Eli in prison. Shame, shame, shame. After all that happened and Eli got out of jail, they all three met back up together so Cole, Riven, and Eli. And that's when they decided they were gonna remodel the cabin and like live together and be inseparable. So she understands that Riven is still upset from the manipulation of the woman they all loved. And she tells him like she knows how it feels because of being manipulated by an ex as well. And they're like, how did your ex manipulate you? But she won't give him any information still. I'm dying to know. She looks at Riven and tells him that Eli got her a present today and asks if he wants to see it. And he says, okay. And then Eli is back to go the retriever energy and is like jumping up and down because he can't wait to see it either. She goes to the bathroom to freshen up and change and when she comes back out into the living room Riven sees her first and stops what he's saying mid-sentence. Eli looks over and says it looks even better on you than I imagined. She goes to Eli and immediately feels hands on her shoulders and Riven turns her gently to face him and he runs his eyes over her slowly and he tells Eli that he has good taste. Eli doesn't respond. Too busy smoothing his 
hands over the silk on my ass. He cups my cheeks, squeezing, then gives me a little stinging pinch, making me jolt. Riven slips a finger under one of the lacy straps, tugging it off my shoulder. Then he pulls me closer and buries his face in my tits. I actually cry out, overwhelmed by the feeling of his hot lips trailing down the sensitive skin. His stubble cheeks rough against me as he mouths at my cleavage. <laughs> mouths. <laughs> Breathing hard. Behind me, Eli slips a hand up the inside of my thigh, reaching between my legs. He slicks two fingers between my folds, sucking in a breath. (laughs) Baby, you're soaked. Hella soaked. Hella soaked. Riven asks what she wants as he kisses her, and she says, you, both, now. Eli says that he can take her first and then pulls away and sprawls on the couch. So, like, Eli's telling Riven that he's like, you go first, bro. I'll watch. Riven asks for a condom, and she decides after they already had the safe sex they're all clean talk she says i want you to come in me raw you <laughs> He moves immediately and grabs her by the waist and picks her up, slamming her into the wall. His chest is pressed against her back and his erection is rubbing between her ass cheeks. You're so wet, he mutters. I push back into him, keening as he grinds up against me, lining his cock against my fluttering entrance. Wow. (laughs) His hands rove all over me, cupping my ass, squeezing my hips, and I clamp my eyes shut, feeling waves of tingles rush over my skin. His hard tip presses between my legs, teasing me until I start bucking back onto it, trying to take it inside me. Riv swears in Swedish as he gives in and pushes into me slowly. I feel myself opening up for him, blooming like a flower. He slicks his thick shaft inside of me, inch by inch, and my mouth falls open at the intense feeling of fullness. Wow. She opens up like a flower, like a little daisy. She is a little daisy. (laughs) (laughs) He asks if she's good and all she can say is please. She lets her head fall back onto his shoulder as he fucks her against the wall and she chokes her breath as she's about to come and all she can say is more. He fucks her even harder and then licks his finger and reaches down to rub her clit. Her climax hits her and she screams. She can feel that he's close but trying to hold back so she pushes her butt back into him and rubs against him. Riven asks if she's sure that he can come on her and she says yes god just hurry up. He does. He comes. Immediately. She calls to Eli and asks if it was a good show, and he says, 10 out of 10. My turn, I think. Her poor vagina. I know. I know. Riven kisses her one last time and pulls out. Eli steps up and pulls her into a hug and asks how she wants it, and she says, on my back, I want to see your face. And he replies, who wouldn't? (laughs) He puts her on the couch and rubs his erection between her legs. Eli, please. Come on, honey. (laughs) Get me all slick for you. Don't want you getting sore. Ew. I'd be like, no, thank you. (laughs) He rolls his hips again, spreading my wetness down his length. I don't know how he's handling it. He's so hard, it looks almost painful. His thick length flushed and weeping. (laughs) As I watch, he reaches down and cups his balls, a look of discomfort flitting over his face. The poor man's probably been hard half of a day. She watches Riven sit in the armchair to watch and stroke himself back to hardness, and she tells Eli to hurry up and get inside her. He thrusts in and starts to fuck her but they hear a creak come from the kitchen. Eli freezes and her heart drops to her stomach. Slowly she looks back and sees Cole standing there watching and he's shirtless dressed in only a pair of jeans. His blonde hair is damp and his bright blue eyes are wide as he looks at them. He's got scars all over him. Some look new, some look old and he looks like a viking warrior. He's still frozen and everyone is quiet when she says, wanna join? Yeah, I knew it. (laughs) He's like, I wanna 
to do that. (laughs) (laughs) We go to Cole's POV and after seeing Johanna and the kid, he came home and chopped a whole month's worth of firewood, even though they don't need it because he needed something physical to do to get him exhausted. But now he sees what his housemates are doing and he does not feel so tired anymore. (laughs) He runs his eyes over her body slowly. Riven and Eli have ruined her. Her skin is flushed and glistening with sweat and her brown hair is in tangled curls around her face. He asks if she really wants that because he knows she should have no reason to talk to him since he's been rude the whole time. And she says, I want that a lot. Ruined her. Yeah, she's just completely wrecked. (laughs) Wrecked her ass. (laughs) Two back-to-back fucks will do it to you. For real. He considers it for a few seconds, but then nods and steps forward. Eli goes to stand up so he can take his place between her legs, but he shakes his head and says, no, I want her mouth. I can't believe Eli was just going to stand up and be like, hey man, it's all you. What a giver. Touching. Truly. Her eyes darken and he asks if she wants that and she slowly nods. He tells her to take off her lingerie and she tells him to get naked too. She says, you think you're just going to unzip your jeans and fuck me with half your clothes on? No, if I'm naked, everyone is. And he realizes she's right and takes his pants off because they're literally all naked. Her eyes fall to his dick and her lips part and she says, well, your ego will explode the cabin if I comment on how big it is and he tells her that she'll manage and to open up. Open up. Eli starts to fuck her again and Cole strokes himself enjoying the view for a moment before Daisy reaches him. I help her guide the head of my cock to her lips. She plays with it for a few seconds, kissing the tip, running her tongue across my slit. I close my (laughs) eyes as she licks me, all the way from my balls up to my shaft, then takes me into her mouth slowly, not breaking eye contact. As she inches her lips down my shaft, I hiss. Her mouth feels incredible, scaldingly hot and unbelievably soft. I expect her to stop at the head, but she just keeps going, pulling almost all of me into her mouth. Don't hurt yourself, I mutter. She rolls her (laughs) eyes, going even deeper. I swear, softly under my breath, as I slide against the back of her throat. Jesus, does the girl not have a gag reflex? As they carry on, he says, you know, I think I like you better when you can't talk. And she says something with his dick in her mouth, so obviously he can't understand her. But the vibrations of her speaking run down his dick and zap his brain dead. (laughs) (laughs) Suddenly, she starts moaning loudly around him and he looks up to see Eli grinding his balls up against her. Her hand flings out in the air and he grasps it without thinking and squeezes her fingers between his. She clings to his hand as she comes. Never in all our time doing this have I felt a girl come while I was in her mouth. It rocks over her in waves, leaving her shaking, flushed and hot, gasping around me. I squeeze her hand the whole time, drinking in the sight. She eventually comes down and he lets go of her hand. Riven steps forward, palming himself and he's already gone, but he's hard again and she's like, okay. She (laughs) reaches for Riven on the side of the sofa and wraps her hand around him and starts to give him a hand job while also simultaneously giving a blowjob and get fucked at the same time. She's talented. She's a multitasker. Yeah, she is. But she can't keep up the rhythm, so she releases Cole and tells him to fuck her mouth. Don't want to hurt you. I rough out. Do it, she orders. When I hesitate, she glares. If I tell you I can handle it, I can handle it. Groaning deeply, I grab her head, holding it steady and thrust into the hot wetness of her mouth. Again and again, I try not to go too deep, but she doesn't even flinch when I lose control and my hips smack forward. Jesus Christ. (laughs) She feels incredible, shivering under me as Eli keeps jackhammering into her. And the whole time, she keeps rubbing Riven. It's apparently more than he can take. He tips his head back, square jaw.
jaw clenching. Can I come on my tits? She breathes, <laughs> twisting her hand over him. Oh my god. It's intense. I would throw up if someone was doing that to me. Just yeah. all the way down her throat. And she's just like, ah. <laughs> Open up. I would 100% vomit. Yes. <laughs> I think I would also cry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Riven comes and Daisy squirms and then starts to rub his cum on her chest. Uh, yeah. Cole can't hang on any longer and before he even <laughs> says something, she nods yes. He grits his teeth and thrusts into her three more times before he comes in her mouth. She eagerly swallows his cum and moans around him. He can tell that she's going to come again as well, so he fondles her breasts and when he pinches one of her nipples, she comes and Eli comes too. They are all silent for a moment when Daisy says, I dreamt of this, she says breathily, wiping her red lips with the back of her hand. All of you together like this. I dreamt of it. She tugs my hand down and traps it under her cheek like a pillow, then tilts her lips up for me. Kiss me. He hesitates and he tells her that he doesn't kiss girls he sleeps with, and she's a little offended by it, but she starts to fall asleep. And Eli asks what she wants, and she orders them all to cuddle her. Eli and Riven curl around her, but Cole picks up his pants from the floor and leaves. He doesn't cuddle or kiss. <laughs> I don't do all that cute romantic shit. That pussy shit. We go to Riven's POV. The next 10 days pass in a blur and they all go about their boring work routines but it doesn't feel so boring anymore now that she's involved. They have sex in every possible position all over the house. Sometimes Cole joins in and sometimes he doesn't. But he does notice that the tension between Cole and Daisy gets stronger every day and at first him and Eli thought it would start to piss her off but she seems to view it more as a challenge and he can tell Eli is starting to fall for her. Cole, he notices it's harder to read but he's definitely more relaxed and they've seen him in years but he knows that they're all ignoring the fact that it's temporary man he's so emotional thursday night after they've all had sex with her and she fell asleep they go to riven's room to talk about her leaving daisy mentions that all her commissions are done and she's just waiting on final payment before she can leave cole stops pacing abruptly about the window staring out at the snow and growls something use human words eli mumbles we've already been over this we don't speak bear he raises his voice and says she could stay and Riven glances up from his book and says, what? And Cole says she could stay here. <gasps> she could. Cole. He wants them to all ask her to officially be their boo thing. Be their GF. Riven thinks that's not a good idea since she has a job and students in her life she needs to get back to. But Eli says they can at least ask if she'll move in and date them. But he tells both Eli and Cole that they knew from the beginning it was temporary and they promised her that. So Cole is like pissed off and he just leaves. Another storm is about to hit hit so they went to town for more fresh food and to ship Daisy's parcels. By the time they get back the snow's picking up and getting super thick. His phone rings and when he answers it it's the mechanic. Apparently the mechanic's been trying to call Daisy to let her know that the car is all fixed and ready to go but she hasn't been answering her phone. <gasps> he goes to find Daisy to let her know and checks the art room first. He's about to leave when he sees that she's not there but something catches his eye. It's a portrait against the wall in the corner of the room and it's all three of them him Eli and Cole sitting around the table in the living room laughing he walks towards it to get a closer look and notices a little piece of paper pinned to the bottom of the canvas and it says the word home with today's date so he's like maybe she wants to stay if she thinks of this as her home he goes back to the hallway to find her in Eli's room she's curled in bed scrolling through her tablet and when she spots him she smiles at him and is happy to see him he stands in the doorway and watches her and doesn't want to tell her about the car because 
because he's scared that they will lose her. He strips out of his clothes and slides into bed next to her so they can cuddle and she tries to initiate something but he's like I just want to hold you. I just want to cradle you. He does end up telling her that her car is ready and as soon as the snow is gone she can leave if she wants to. He tells her that she could stay at the resort and Eli can teach her to ski but she says if she leaves then she can't be anywhere near the three of them. He changes the subject and tells her that he saw the painting of all of them and she says it was supposed to be a surprise. It was supposed to be something for them to remember her by when she's gone and he wants to know why she called it home and she says that she thought about something more descriptive like three Swedish mountain men or Snowden but home fell right. He tells her that she could stay here and she whispers that she can't and she's sorry. His stomach starts to tighten and he's getting nervous but he was right. She has a life to get back to. She tells him that it's been incredible but she doesn't know how much longer she can have sex with them and stay here and not develop feelings for them because it would break her heart to leave and only have casual sex when she's starting to love them. And he's like, you don't get what I'm saying. We want you to be here as our girlfriend. Like, will you stay? (gasps) He tells her that they know it's unconventional, but they've done it before and it worked for them. But the question is if it works for her. And she wants to know how the others feel about it. And he's like, it was literally their idea. She tells him that she wants celebratory boyfriend sex. And as soon as they're about to start something, his radio makes a noise. So she tells him to go get it because it's the medical radio. Mm -hmm. And there's a voice on the other end that says they've been trying to get through for hours and they ask if he's with Jenny. He tells the person on the radio that he doesn't know anyone named Jenny and the voice comes back through and says, Jenny Adams, I tracked her up here. I'm in a settlement north of Karuna. I showed the Airbnb picture to a couple in the village and they said that they saw her with you. Riven's like, I literally have no fucking idea who Jenny is. And the guy says, she's disappeared a few weeks ago and I'm going mad worrying about her. I'm her boyfriend. He feels like he got hit by a truck and he, when he looks up, Daisy sticks her head in the doorway and asks if she can call the others, but he slowly looks at her and says, who's Jenny Adams? <gasps> we didn't know that, right? No. Nope. Okay, because I was going to say, if we did, I didn't remember. No. <laughs> new information the tea uh-huh. it's hot piping we switched to daisy's pov she wants to know where he heard that name and who he's talking to the other line buzzes and says is that her thank god jenny pick up the radio she starts to back away and tells riven that she's not talking to that guy and riven freaks out and he says apparently it's your boyfriend you shouldn't let him worry Riven tells her to take the call and she's like no thanks that's not my boyfriend that's my ex but Riven does not believe her and says it sounds like I don't know what your name is and she tries to say the name Daisy but he's just getting more mad he demands to see her wallet and races to the kitchen and grab it and he looks through everything slowly examining her license library card debit card and they all say Jennifer Adams who the fuck is Daisy a felon she tells him that she can explain it's not what it looks like but he cuts her off He wants to know if anything that she said was true and she says the only thing that was true was that she's an art teacher but she's not on holiday. She actually got fired. She starts to cry and says she can't explain without telling him the whole story and then he would see the videos and she'd rather die than let him see the videos. He says to stop crying and he's furious that she's been lying this whole time and doesn't want to listen to more lies. Stop fucking crying. Yeah, she immediately stops like (laughs) saying anything because he's never like raised his voice. He goes to his laptop to look her up since she won't give him answers and she begs him not to but he shakes her off and tells her he needs to know who's been in his house this whole time has he been letting a criminal in his bed every night and she knows that she can't stop him so she just runs to her room (sighs) i'm so anxious what is it 
She ignores her suitcase and tries to get out of there by pulling on her extra sweater, second pair of socks, and then rips a page from a sketchbook to scribble a quick note. She hears him in his room try to reach Eli on the radio and telling him and Cole that they need to get back immediately. She grabs her wallet, puts on her snowshoes, bundles into the coat, and goes out the front door. The snow is way heavier than it was this morning, but she thinks that she should be okay to get to the village, so she starts walking. So this bitch is going out into a snowstorm, not knowing where she's going, in a foreign country, because she's upset. Stupid. For sure. Dumb idiot bitch. We go to Eli's POV. Him and Cole are finishing selling the animal hides, but since the snow's coming down super thick and the wind is getting bad, they decide to head back to the cabin. When they get into the truck, the radio beeps and they pick it up, and Riven is barking at them to come home immediately, like right now. He tells Riven that the snow's getting worse, so they're on their way back, and he says he doesn't care about the storm. He sounds pissed, and it's been a long time since they've heard him that mad. He tells the two that it's Daisy and that she's been lying to them. They try to ask what he's talking about, and the radio loses connection. So Cole's like, we gotta get home. Oh my god, just get to it. I need to know. When they get back to the cabin, the snow is way worse than earlier and they don't even have time to park the car in the barn. So they abandon it in the driveway and get through the front door. And as soon as they walk through the front door, Riven tells them that her name is Jenny Adams. They demand to know how he knows this and Riven tells him he just spent the last 20 minutes talking to her boyfriend on the radio and how she suddenly disappeared. So he was worried and tracked her all the way up there. Cole is furious and Eli feels like his heart is breaking. He doesn't want to believe that she has a boyfriend. Eli tries to be rational and say there must be some explanation, but Riven doesn't care. He tells them that once the storm is cleared, they're driving her straight to the airport. He never wants to see her again. But Cole wants her to explain herself, so he goes to find her in her room, but she's not there. Eli wants to know why Riven is so mad and blowing this up way bigger than it should be without talking to her, and he says that he almost screwed them all over again, so he thinks it's like another Johanna situation, so he's like just immediately pissed. He tells them that he officially asked her to move in and date them and then the radio came through with the boyfriend. Eli tells them that he needs to calm down and at least talk to her and that she'll tell them the truth because she listened to him about his prison story without judgment. Mm -hmm. They all google her name and like thousands of results pull up but the first one is a headline from a news article that says high school teacher fired after porn star history revealed. (gasps) No wonder she's a freak. (laughs) (laughs) So someone leaks her sex video to parents and teachers at her school and that's why she got fired. Again, Eli is the only reasonable one and wants to know why it matters if she does porn. Like, who cares? Cole is silent and Riven continues to search and click on a video. They watch a couple seconds of the video and Eli quickly notes that this is not a porn or even a sex tape. Nothing about it is performed. She isn't dressed up. She isn't looking like camera ready. It looks more like it was taken without her knowledge. So Eli stops the video. Cole says they need to find her and to turn it off and then he walks away. But Riven stops them and says that he remembers her saying someone used her when they first had sex with her. And the more Eli thinks about it, the worse like his nausea gets like he wants to throw up because Mm -hmm. he knows in his heart like this got leaked. This is not what they say it is. How long has she been putting up with this? I checked the upload date. The video was only released about a week before we met her. Everything starts falling into place. Someone posted this video of her online and sent it to the school faculty. It went viral after a bunch of news sites reported on the story. She packed a bag and just left. Girl. Eli comments that she also mentioned an ex manipulated her and maybe it's the guy that Riven was talking to. And now Riven looks like he wants to vomit. 
Cole goes to the table and slaps a piece of paper on it and then goes straight for the door. The note from Daisy reads, Cole, Eli, and Riven, I just wanted to say sorry. I'm sorry for lying to you. None of you deserved it. You've all been so kind and I took advantage of that. You three saved my life and the last few weeks have helped me more than you can understand. Pretty much everything I told you about myself was a lie. Where I lived, where I worked, why I'm here, my name. I really never meant to hurt any of you, but I broke all of your trust and that was an awful thing to do. I'm going to catch the next flight back home. I'm so, so, so sorry, Daisy. Silence fills the room and they look towards the window and the storm is in full force. Eli can't speak. Cole says that her phone, wallet, and shoes are gone and demands to know when she left, but Riven says that he doesn't know, like maybe 30 minutes ago. Eli doesn't voice his opinion, but he's scared that she's dead. Riven jumps up and says he'll go find her, but Cole tells him to stay behind. He's getting his survival pack. Eli doesn't move or say anything and Riven demands Eli stays and he comes with Cole, but Cole grabs him by the shirt and says, I'm not losing both of you. You've already taken her away from me. You're not fucking dying as well. (gasps) He loves her. Riven tries to apologize, but Eli tells him that he didn't even ask her the full story and doesn't want to talk to him. So Eli walks away from Riven as well. So they're all pretty pissed at Riven, which is like fair. Fair. Riven kind of sucks. It's his fault. We go to Cole's POV. He's been outside for 10 minutes and he is already lost. Like he can barely see a foot in front of him. Her footprints are long covered and all he can do is try to navigate from memory but it's not working. He slams into bushes covered in white that he didn't see but know they're bushes covering the end of the driveway. He thinks she's smart enough to either hide under a bush if she can't go farther like he did or she's dead. He walks the line of bushes until he trips over something soft. He scoops snow off of the thing he tripped over and sees pink and if you remember her jacket is pink. No! She's dead. Book ends. <laughs> She's as still as the corpse and he uncovers her with snow and is chanting for her to be okay. She opens her eyes and mouths something, but no sound comes out. Her lips are blue and she's hypothermic. He pulls her upright and tries to backtrack to the cabin, but his footprints are already covered. And he bumps into something and sees that it's her like survival rope that she strung around the whole yard. Oh, see? She's smart. He's so smart. He tries to use that as a way to get back but he keeps tripping and dropping her because he's starting to like freeze too because it's fucking freezing it's the arctic circle he follows the rope and it leads him to the shed which he told her not to even put on her little map he said don't even bother it's pointless so she saved their lives pretty much because she is smart yeah he puts her inside the shed and hacks off some branches and then goes back inside to make a bed because he can't leave her on the ground because it's frozen he impacts a hypothermia kit and and starts to try to warm her up. He strips her down, puts her in like these survival blankets and sleeping bag. And he's exhausted, but he knows that he can't stop moving until he gets her body temperature up. So he's like Bear grills survival <laughs> mode, like... <laughs> <laughs> doing the damn thing get it he gets her body temperature back up and her eyes are half open and he tells her to say something to let him know that she's okay and she starts mumbling and he can't understand it but he's just relieved to see her like making an effort he makes her some hot chocolates to help her internally warm up and helps her drink it and she can finally speak and says how tired she is and her how her heart is sore and he's scared all over again because some this is like a hypothermia response yeah He thinks that her heart is like slowing down and like freezing. That's so scary. He tells her that Riven and Eli are worried about her and she says that she feels bad, which is like, you're almost dying. So yeah, like, girl, why do you feel bad? You're (laughs) okay. Jennifer. 
If that is your real name. Liar. She looks down, her eyes shaded. She looks unbelievably sad. I feel like I missed you my whole life, she whispers. We just met, I say stupidly. She sighs. I know, I mean, I feel like something inside me was missing, but I didn't know what. And it's you. It's all of you. And now I've ruined it. He tries to reassure her and she wants to know if they watched the video and he tells her only a couple seconds and she starts to cry and tells him that she didn't know she was being filmed and he says that he knows and they both know and he starts to rock her. She falls asleep but he wants to make sure she stays awake for a little bit until her skin returns to a normal color because she's still like super pale. He makes them emergency meals and tells her to tell him about the video. She tells him her ex Sam secretly recorded and she had no idea she tried to break up with him and he tried to blackmail her with it but she called his bluff and he sent it to the school the parents her whole facebook friends list her own parents and she cries as cole holds her that is so fucked up yeah and her parents don't talk to her anymore yeah her parents thought she was like just a whore that is so fucked up like why wouldn't you hear her out i wouldn't like disown my child if there was like some weird video sent to me no i would be like that's gross i don't want to see that yeah but i wouldn't be like get out of my life and i'd never be talk like, to me again hey you okay yeah yeah <laughs> he vows to himself as she slowly starts to fall asleep that once they get back to the cabin safe he's gonna find sam and like fuck him up yeah. which is good we go to daisy's pov she wakes up to cole cuddled with her and she tries to get up but he tells her not to she needs to stay warm but at this point she's too warm and she feels claustrophobic she apologizes again and he says that he isn't mad at her and he lets her out of the blankets and she realizes at that point she's naked and he's she's like what the fuck (laughs) to keep you warm yeah he's like your clothes were literally soaking wet you were under a pile of snow like i had to get you naked (laughs) she is watching him and he is like shivering because he doesn't have any of this stuff he's just holding her trying to keep her warm so she tells him that he needs to come share the body heat and he lets her know that he needs to take his clothes off too and she says i hoped you would do it (laughs) how could you be horny in this moment i I don't don't understand there's so many moments in these books where i'm like i would be the furthest from horny i would not want to be touched no No. don't fucking touch me (laughs) keep your fucking dick away from me he glares at me quickly pulling off his coat then the layers of sweaters and thermals underneath i rake my eyes over his naked torso drinking in the sight of his solid abs and thick muscled arms you could always take your pants off too i encourage my gaze drifting to his boxers i thought penises were supposed to get smaller when it's cold trust coals to defy the laws of physics i really wouldn't mind once he's cuddled back up with her he apologizes for being so rude to her this whole time she says that she understands and it's probably because of johanna and he tenses she tells him that the other two told her the story but now wants him to tell his side since he was probably hurting the most and he says the hardest part wasn't just losing her and the kid it was losing his family of him eli and ribbon Mm -hmm. she concludes that's why he was mean to her and he again apologizes but she says that the only way she will forgive him is if he kisses her (gasps) kiss me it's the only way he says no nothing yeah she tries to tell him it's okay that he felt abandoned but he has to put himself out there and be willing to love over again and he snaps i can't do it again he snaps cutting me off did ribbon tell you how he found me after i realized the kid wasn't mine i was living in a flat in stockholm's red light district getting the shit beat out of me every single night for fun i blink what i was in the underground fighting circuit it was the only way i felt anything at all if i'd kept at it i would have died i wanted to die so that's how he got all the scars on his body is from like the underground fighting 
fighting ring. Damn. Yeah. He says that he couldn't survive a broken heart again and she tells him he can because he's tough and the rest of the world does it just fine. He runs his hand down her hip but she pushes it away. She tells him she won't sleep with a coward and he says that he isn't and then he slams his mouth to hers. <gasps> Reverse psychology. Finally. <laughs> you won't, pussy. <laughs> <laughs> she says, it's crazy how three kisses can feel so different. Eli's lights her up, Riven's quiets the world, and Cole's makes her feel like a lightning rod in a thunderstorm. The kisses get more frenzied and stronger and more passionate. Subtly, he rocks his hard erection against her. They look down and see the only thing in between them are his boxers. Oh no. He shakes his head and says, you don't want to do this. You like the others not me and she says is that so what made you come to the conclusion and he says you only fuck me when one of them is around and she quickly corrects and says you only fuck me when one of them is around I've been hoping for some one-on-one time with you for ages but you disappear every time I try she tells him to take his boxers off and he does she leans forward and asks can I May I? I may I touch it? May I? (laughs) I stroke his cock gently at first, feeling the velvety texture of his skin. (laughs) I hate that. And he hisses, his whole body tightening. I dip my hand under to cup his heavy sack. Feeling his shaft pulse, he shifts, teeth gritted. You want me? I ask, giving him the tiniest squeeze. His eyes don't leave mine, but a shudder runs through him. Yes, come take me then. When he doesn't move, I push his broad shoulders, shoving him down onto the floor of the tent and climbing on top of him. He growls as I grind over his crotch. His crotch! His crotch (laughs) and his arse! his arse he grips my hips and tries to turn me over but i don't let him roll over he orders no i snip back if you're screwing me you're facing me he frowns i don't fuck like this yeah i'm sure you don't it's far too intimate if you can actually look me in the face right far too romantic if we make eye contact and you remember i'm a woman you actually care about and not some wet hole for you to stick your knob into (laughs) i roll my hips his tip sliding between my throbbing lips. God forbid you might even feel emotions. I drop my mouth to his neck and nip at his Adam's apple, making him flinch. And if I can make you feel something, I could hurt you, couldn't I? Oh my god. His knob. Her throbbing lips. <laughs> Biting his Adam apple. Let me gnaw on that. <laughs> he repeats that he doesn't fuck like this and she says, fine, gets off of him and says, I'll get myself off then. He frowns and looks confused and she says, I'm not gonna make you do something you don't want to do so she sits back spreads her thighs and he watches her touch herself he wants to know if she's really gonna act like this because eli takes her from behind all the time and she says yes well eli shouts my name when he comes and kisses me whenever he sees me far too many men see me as an anonymous shag and i'm not letting the men i actually sleep with do that as well i'm sure you can take care of yourself and then after like a minute of watching her he's like oh for fuck's sake okay you win so she climbs back on top of him straddles him and says look at my face as she sinks down on his dick oh my god cole pov she sinks down completely and her lips open on a silent gasp he is looking at her eyes and together they start like a very frantic rhythm she looks absolutely unreal on top of me her naked curves flushed and glowing with sweat her long dark curls tumbling loose around her shoulders her tits are in my face trembling and bouncing with each thrust i can see her pale pink nipples beating and scrunching right in front of my eyes (laughs) 
I lean forward and catch one in my mouth, nipping at it, and she moans, <laughs> rubbing her tit into my mouth like she's desperate for more. Cole, she gasps. Cole, Jesus, I'm sorry. I can't. I can't. <gasps> you can't? She says, never mind. I'm done. I'm Get done. off. <laughs> he asks what she means by she can't and she stops moving completely and she says her legs and before she can finish speaking he rolls them over so he's lying on top of her you had hypothermia you think you have the energy to ride me you can barely walk and she's like next time i can do it because normally i'm good at it not watch just watch he jackhammers into her over and over again until she says that she's about to come she says please cole and he says please what she grabs his face and drags it to hers and they kiss roughly until she comes and it sends him over the edge too. For just a few seconds, my mind goes blank and white. I forget who I am. I forget my history. I forget that I absolutely should not be having sex with this sweet, kind, hurt girl in the middle of a snowstorm. For the first time in years, I have a woman I care about in my arms and it feels like coming home. And then the feeling fades and I come back down to earth. I look around the tent, clothes and cans and other supplies are strewn everywhere. Daisy is lying underneath me, her chest heaving as she tries to catch her breath. He immediately is like, we should not have done that. And she thinks that he means them having sex by themselves and she thinks that he regrets it but he's like no you you have hypothermia you're trying to recover from being almost dead like we should not have fucked you could have died she died doing what she loved fucking She pulls him down to cuddle with her and he says, again, I don't do that. And she asks what he does and he says he leaves. So she says, oh, okay, bye. You can leave. The door is right there. Have fun. (laughs) He tidies up the tent for a minute and she's quiet. He can tell she hasn't fallen asleep. His heart breaks knowing that he's such an asshole to her and she's cold, naked and scared and he won't even hug her after they have sex, making her feel used. So he goes and lies down next to her and says, come here. She curls up next to him and immediately falls asleep. And he says, falling asleep with her was stupid, but if I'm honest, my biggest mistake was kissing her. One kiss. That's all it took for her to unravel me completely. Like, give it up. He's in love. We go to Daisy's POV. She wakes up sometime later, still cuddled with Cole, and he is sound asleep, so she sits up to take the time to look at him. She's thirsty, so she looks for the can of water from last night and sees that it's empty, so she goes to fill it outside with more snow. And it takes her a second, but she noticed it stops snowing and everything is still. The sky is very very pale, clear blue, and the landscape is just covered in white. Cole yells her name and runs to her asking if she's okay and he was worried that when he woke up she wasn't there and tried to leave again but she's like, I'm not going anywhere. I can't fucking leave though. (laughs) He tells them that they need to pack up and hurry back to the cabin before more snow starts to come down. So they eat something real quick, they pack up and she is terrified to go to the door but when she does, Eli and Riven are in the sitting room with mugs and they look shocked that she's even alive to begin with with Eli runs across the room grabs her into a big hug and he tells her to never do that again and then he kisses her his eyes are all red so he's been crying Riven looks like he's been hit and she goes to start explaining the video and Cole takes over the story saying that her piece of shit ex-boyfriend blackmailed her put it online Riven leaves the room and when she calls his name he stops shakes his head and walks away Cole kisses her cheek and disappears to go find him and now it's just her and Eli and after a minute Eli asks if she's okay and she says that she is. He kisses her hungrily and desperate and strong and he tells her again don't ever do that. He can't lose her and he is sure 
his heart stop. He grabs her hand and pushes it to his chest and says, I love you. She immediately oh. says it back. She's like, no hesitation. She's like, I love you too. I'm sorry. I love you. It's been like how long? Two weeks? Uh, if that. No, yeah, it's been at least two weeks. It is true love. It is. With all three of them. Every single one of them. He tells her that she didn't have to say it back if she doesn't feel it. And she narrows her eyes at him and is like, I'm not lying to you. Like, I do love you. And he's confused as how she loves him because usually girls just prefer him for a good time, not a serious commitment, which is very sad. Yeah. Poor guy. Because he's very sweet. He seems kind of dumb. He is kind of <laughs> dumb. But he's sweet. Yeah. Sweet, dumb idiot. <laughs> Yeah, with the big weenie. Big schlong. He tells her that they need to get her warmed up still. So he picks her up and takes her to the shower and helps wash her and just like is all cutesy and like telling her I love you over and over and over. We go to Riven's POV and he's hiding in his bedroom reading over reports that he isn't actually concentrating on because all he can picture is her outside alone dying and that like is fucking him up. Cole barges in and asks him why he's hiding and he tells Cole that he's trying to give them alone time. Riven wants to know how Cole found her and then he is upset and says I almost killed her and Cole doesn't deny that but he says that he needs to stop hiding because she needs him. Riven's like I don't know what you mean and Cole repeats that she needs you. She needs you to hold her and tell her you still care about her. He doesn't think he can do it but Cole says that he can and to leave his room. When he steps to the lounge Daisy is sitting in between Eli and Cole cuddled up between them. He watches them for a moment and she turns around and her eyes widen. She gets off the sofa and immediately starts to apologize but he stops her by hugging her tightly and apologizing himself. He understands why she lied so she wouldn't feel violated by three more men. I meant what I said in the letter though. I need to thank you guys. You didn't just save my life. You gave it back to me. These last few months ever since Sam first threatened me I've been so sad and anxious and scared all the time. I avoided people in the street. I was terrified of men recognizing me. I felt so guilty. I was turning into a completely different person and I didn't even realize it. I'm not a scared shy person. I love sex. I love my body. I love being adventurous, being up here in a place where no one knew me. I got to be myself again. Thank you for that. Even if you want to get rid of me, you help me a lot. Cole gives Riven a really dirty look and Eli looks like he's about to cry again if she leaves, but Riven says that he doesn't want her to leave and she's more than welcome to stay. And Cole steps in before she can say anything and says that she did what she had to do to protect herself and that always comes first. She will never again jeopardize her safety for other people and she thinks Cole for saying it, but it doesn't feel right to keep hiding from them. Sharing intimate pictures of someone without their consent is illegal. If you took it to court, you could get the video removed and probably hit your ex with some jail time. And she's like, for some reason, too scared to do it. And she goes on to be like, I just don't want to relive it again, especially in front of strangers. But they're like, you should do that. 100%. Take them down. The rest of the day, they hang out and just pass Daisy around like a baby. Like they all just want to touch her and hold her. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) They hold her like an infant. Ew. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I pictured. They're just like cradling her like, oh, Daisy. Can I hold the baby? (laughs) Yeah. Can I hold the Daisy? Eli asks at some point throughout the day if she wants to be called Jenny moving forward and she says no they can still use the name Daisy because it is her middle name so she didn't just pull a random name for her butt I was wondering that Jenny Daisy that's a stupid name Jenny Daisy Adams what the fuck yeah it is it doesn't flow at all Mm -mm. Cole steps outside and is like clearing snow off the roof and they're like what the fuck is he doing but when he (laughs) comes back in sometime later 
and tells Daisy to go outside. She follows him and it's the Northern Lights. So she gets to see them for the first time. That'd be so cool. That would be. She's like barely out there and Cole's like, okay, back inside. You're gonna die again. Like inside. (laughs) And she's like, what the fuck? Like, I want to see this. But he lets her know that the snow he was clearing off the roof, he cleared it off of Riven's skylight portion so they can all lay in his bed, cuddle and watch the Northern Lights. Cuddle. <laughs> cuddle. <laughs> we go to Daisy's POV and they do just that. They're all cuddled in Riven's bed watching the Northern Lights. But Eli tells her that he wants her to stay and watch them because he really might cry if she leaves. And she says that she wants to make sure she's forgiven first so she could stay with them guilt free. And they tell her that she is. But she's like, hey, you guys want to try something? Oh, what could it be? What yeah. could it be? What do you... Riley, tell us. As if he knows what I'm about to say, Cole slides his hand between my ass cheeks. I yelp as he (laughs) just his whole hand. (laughs) I yelp as he kisses the shell of my ear, rubbing his thumb against my hole. I almost said lobe. (laughs) I feel all the muscles in my behind clench. In my behind. (laughs) She's British. That's true. That's true. My behind. That was stupid. <laughs> you like it? He rumbles in my ear. Yes, I breathe. I love it. But, but what? What are they trying to do? A little anal? Maybe. Oh. Cole says what she's thinking and says the video. Riven told us what the guy said in the square that she likes anal. Cole pushes his thumb into her booty and they all banter back and forth on lube and if they have some. And Eli's like, I do, but I'm not sharing with you guys. She interrupts them to let them know she has her own. So she kisses Cole, kisses Eli, and Riven goes and grabs the lube and then passes it to Cole when he comes back. She was so underpacked, but she brought lube. Yeah. She likes anal. She she doesn't even have a toy with her she only has lube <laughs> what are you gonna do with that lube <laughs> she's got five she's fingers playing acoustic i jump a little as cold tugs down my underwear and gently parts my cheeks coldness touches my sensitive skin he runs a slick finger around the ring of muscle <laughs> swirling my hole with slippery lube <laughs> With every circle he draws, he adds more pressure until I can't help but whimper, twisting away. Relax, he mutters behind me. You're too tight. (laughs) (laughs) They have the lube. You're always asking. Yeah. Uh, They have lube. I am always asking. I'm proud of them. (laughs) She stops Cole and says she can't do it. She wants to, but can't. Riven tells Eli to move up until they're both sitting in front of her. He promises they will go slow and then tells Eli to loosen her up a bit. Eli grins, reaching out to touch my lips. I open my mouth automatically, sucking his fingers in and watching his green eyes darken as I swirl my tongue over him. Slowly, he draws them back out again and trails them down my body, between my breasts, over the curve of my stomach, then between my legs. I close my eyes as he starts pulling playing with me gently at first his fingertips stroke up and down my sex parting the soft lips tracing over my hood (laughs) (laughs) i watch his face dark and intent a hint of flush over his cheekbones and feel myself getting hot all over behind me cole keeps rubbing around my asshole with thick fingers making me tremble riv leans in and starts kissing my neck in slow delicious suckles next to him eli draws circles around my entrance teasing in and out until i feel myself flutter and clench (laughs) This is pulling between my legs. (sighs) 
around her booty hole. <laughs> Eli starts to finger her as Cole starts to finger her ass. And she's so hot, she doesn't know what to do with all the stimulation. But Riven tells her to kiss him. And they continue this for a couple minutes. And then she whines. And Eli tells her not to worry. There's more where that came from. Because she, like, needs more. If no one puts a knob in me in the next five <laughs> seconds, I swear to God, I'll just snap them all off. <laughs> How dare she? (laughs) Knob. (laughs) That's like the least sexy word I've ever heard. Knob. I'm going to say to Andrew. Show me that knob. (laughs) What that knob do. (laughs) Pull that knob out. Let me grab that knob. You have a lot of things that you have to say to Andrew. I do. Just do it all in one. Do it all All in in one one. session. (laughs) Knob. Ring of muscle. Puffy. Um, What other things? He's going to say... Get off. (laughs) Cole is finally ready to push into her ass, but Riven lays in the middle of the bed and reaches for her. So she straddles him and lowers herself onto his dick. I've just hit a steady rhythm when Cole's rough hands touch my shoulders, bending me forward. Riv cups my cheeks as I fold over him, bearing my arse to Cole. (laughs) I feel Cole's thick head press against my back entrance again, and then he pushes into me slowly. My mouth falls open, but no sound comes out as I feel him breach the tight ring of muscles. (gasps) The stretching sensation is unreal, almost painful, but painful in a way that sends fire running through my veins. They give her a minute to adjust before they start fucking her, and she is immediately like, this is way too much. But then Eli stands on the bed, and he touches his dick to her mouth, so she obediently opens up and starts giving him a blowjob. Every hole must be filled. (laughs) They keep up the tempo while Eli fucks her mouth, and she's on the verge of tears and needs to come so Eli stops and demands that she kisses him and when she kisses him she comes how are they both fucking her so she's on top of him and then who has who's in her butt she's on top of Riven with his dick in her vagina and then Cole is behind her with his dick in her butt after she comes from kissing Eli he asks if she's ready for him again and she nods and then continues the blowjob she comes again which sends Riven over the edge and as Riven starts coming so does Eli and then so does Cole so it's like just a chain reaction of coming she is filled to the brim yes she is we go to Daisy's POV, but we're three months later. So after that nice little hole filling action, we have a time skip. <laughs> she is leaving the courtroom and Cole is her anchor as Eli pulls her into a kiss. Eli tells her how good she did and it's over and they don't have to stress about it anymore. Sam was sentenced for disclosing private sexual images and is now registered as a sex offender. He gets two years in prison, but obviously he'll be a sex offender forever. They got all the videos removed from search engines and porn sites. Riven appears walking with her parents and they thank him for supporting her daughter and I put in parentheses even though they didn't believe her and abandon her. Yeah, bitches. bitches. They're literally like, thank you so much for helping our girl. Like, she's just wonderful, isn't she? As they left He's her. He's like, yeah, we all fuck her. <laughs> her mom apologizes to her but she just smiles and doesn't respond because she's not ready to forgive them yet. But Eli responds for her and he tells her parents that they should have believed her and it's fucking ridiculous that they didn't. Her parents are like,
like shocked to be like, who is this man yelling at us right now? And she says, well, that's my boyfriend. And her parents are like, well, I thought that was your boyfriend. She's like, they're all three my boyfriend. So. <laughs> thought I was a whore? Yeah. <laughs> I'll show you a whore. <laughs> I'm getting fucked. Her parents are horrified literally all over again. And then she's apparently moving to Sweden and she's been taking Swedish classes. She's not going to teach anymore. She's only going to do her paintings and her parents leave with little support from her dad and more support from her mom. So her mom's like, good on you, honey. They're all hot. Get that. Good job. They spend the rest of the day with her showing them around her old home and town and where she grew up. And she says that she feels free now and is happy to be in love with them. And then epilogue two years later, she's on a plane with Cole and the flight attendant keeps hitting on him and he's getting annoyed. So she politely asks if she could stop because her husband is a little cranky. And then she shows her hand with three gold wedding bands. Sister wives. But more like <laughs> brother husbands. There we go. I couldn't think of those two words. <laughs> They all proposed to her in their own way on different dates, and she said yes. Obviously, they don't have the paperwork to be in a four-way marriage, but they have the love, and she says that's all that matters. Her and Cole are on their way back to Sweden from an art show in England, and apparently she's like doing multiple art shows, meeting other artists. She's been selling a lot of her stuff, so she's actually like making it as an artist, which is good for her. Yeah. Yeah, it's hard to do. This is the first time Cole has taken an art trip with her, though, and he is ready to be home so usually Riven and Eli go with her. They make it home and as soon as the door opens both Eli and Riven greet her with kisses and hugs. Riven puts her at arm's length and looks at her slightly swollen breasts with a smile. He knows her secret she's been keeping. She can't believe this is her life and she's never been happier. The end. How many red pepper emojis do you give it Riley? Three and a half. Okay. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Three and a half. Yeah. Okay. And would you trade places with Daisy? No. No? It's too intimidating. No. And- no, it sounded like a, a bit dramatic, you know? Rank the guys from hottest to least hottest. I'm going to go Cole, Eli, Riven. Yeah, same. Same. <laughs> I didn't connect with Riven as much, but the surly grumpy guy is always going to win. Like, let's be honest. I didn't True. like Riven's whole thing. His little third act conflict. Oh, meltdown. No, he was such a dick mm-hmm. without even being like, hey. What's going on? Shut your mouth. Open your ears, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Listen, bitch. (laughs) (laughs) So next week, we're going to be telling Riley all about Ruined Beauty by Cara Bianchi. Mm -hmm. So we'll have you look at the cover and you can give a little guess as to what you think it's going to be about. So we have a tattooed man on the front and he's good looking. He's a hot little gentleman. Um, It's very dark, very ominous, ominous, ominous. On, on, I can't say. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> um, and it says Angels and Brutes, book one. I don't know. Maybe he looks like he's like in a gang or something. Okay, looks, that's fair. He looks like a criminal. Like he commits okay. crimes. Like a hot criminal? Yeah. Like he escaped okay. prison, but like a fancy prison. Fancy, fancy prison. prison. Yeah. <laughs> okay, well, if you liked this podcast, make sure you rate, review, and subscribe. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Smut Up and Listen Podcast and on TikTok at Smut Up and Listen. Tell your friends, but not your mom. And we'll see you later, you horny little rats. <laughs>